0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: God troubled the nation with every kind of problem because they set God aside. And they set His Word aside and His commands aside. And so it says because of that, God troubled the nation with every kind of problem. And I I believe God is troubling our nation with every kind of problem as we've set God aside in our society.
0: Israel had set God aside and sought their own path. So God troubled the nation of Israel in order to grab their hearts and return them back to himself. Yet their hard hearts prevented them from seeing what was truly happening to their nation and missed the spiritual significance of it. Today Pastor Dan will relate the troubled state of rebellious ancient people with our own condition today. Our nation is experiencing great trouble, and our true problems are spiritual problems. Our only hope is to return to the grace of God. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 12, for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: We're going to be in Ezekiel chapter 12. Uh, If you want to turn there in your Bible for me, please, Ezekiel chapter 12. We're going to look at a couple other passages as well. We're going to look at Daniel chapter 9 and 2 Kings chapter 25. Daniel 9, 2 Kings 25. Well, Ezekiel chapter 12 begins a new uh, section in the book of Ezekiel. And just like the previous sections in Ezekiel, the emphasis of this new section that we're beginning is the destruction of Jerusalem. And remember, Ezekiel was living among the Jews that were in Babylon, who were who were carried away in exile and captivity. Uh, if you remember the Babylonians, they took Jews captive uh, in, in a series. Uh, So this is a group that's already been carried away uh, to Babylon as slaves. Uh, Remember, also, there were false prophets both in Babylon and Jerusalem who were saying that uh, God will deliver them out of Babylon and bring them back to Israel, back to Judah. Uh, And God would never allow Jerusalem to be destroyed. God would never allow the temple to be destroyed. Destroyed and so the the people were were listening to these false prophets, and the people were convinced judgment would never come upon their nation. And so now coming into chapter twelve and this new section in the book of Ezekiel, uh, God has Ezekiel act out his message with symbolic actions, you know, like charades, uh, and we've seen Ezekiel use this technique before in preaching God's message or declaring God's message. And the reason that God has Ezekiel act out his message with these symbolic actions is because the people aren't listening to God. They're not listening to his word. Uh, in, in fact, uh, the, the nation has set aside God's word, the nation has set aside God's commands, and they refuse to listen to the words of the prophets. And so God has Ezekiel act out the message to try to get the people's attention. They're not listening to what he's saying. So now he's going to do something very demonstrative to try to get their attention. And again, as we've said before, this really shows us God's heart for his people. God is not willing that any would perish. God's desire is that all people would come to repentance and salvation through faith and be saved. God is, you know, is really pulling out all the stops to try to persuade the people to turn back to him. And, and you know, as you see the story of redemption unfold throughout the Bible and throughout history, uh, God went as far as sending his own son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to save mankind. He couldn't do anything greater than offering his own son. And, and that just shows how much God loves us and how much God desires to be reconciled with mankind. He spared not his own son for the sake of reconciliation with man. Now, the people, though, their hearts are hard. And their hearts are hard to, toward God, and their hearts are hard. Towards God's word and so it's not it's not penetrating it's not getting in. They're not receiving it. And their hard hearts prevented them from seeing the significance of what was happening in their nation spiritually. In other words they were blind to their own condition as the nation is is collapsing and as. Judgment is is coming and looming over the nation. They they were blind to it. They were blind to their own condition. And it's not because God didn't warn them. God's warned them through these prophets that just their hearts are so hard. They were spiritually blind to what was going on. In their nation. And I I believe that many in our own nation are blind to what is happening. What's really happening in the world around us, its spiritual significance. You know, Israel set aside God and their culture. They set aside his word. They set aside his commands. They set aside his standards of morality and his standards of right and wrong. And, and listen to this. Second Chronicles chapter 15 says that God troubled the nation with every kind of problem. Because they set God aside and they set his word aside and his commands aside. And so it says, because of that, God troubled the nation with every kind of problem. And I I believe God is troubling our nation with every kind of problem. Because we've set God aside in our society and most people don't see our problems as spiritual problems most people don't have a, a biblical perspective or a proper perspective on what is going down in the world right now, just as Israel did. not They didn't see it that way. They were blind to it. So verse 1 says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house which has eyes to see, but but they don't see. And they have ears to hear, but they don't hear, for they are a rebellious house. The issue was the people were rebellious. They rebelled against God. They rebelled against God's word. They rebelled against God's commands. The, the issue was not that they were trying to follow God, but fell short of God's standard. That's not what happened in the nation. It's not that they had... You know, just kind of gone astray like lost sheep that needed to be found and brought back into the fold. They're rebellious. They rebelled against God. When God first called Ezekiel to be a prophet to the people, God told Ezekiel, He said, son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day for they are obstinate, stubborn children. And God used the word rebellious or rebellion to describe Israel 23 times in the book of Ezekiel. It's one of the most commonly used descriptions of the nation of Israel in the book of Ezekiel. If you were to pick one word out of the book of Ezekiel to describe Israel, it would be rebellious. Rebellious. And the word rebellious, it, it, it means a willful disobedience or an open defiance. They chose to set God's commands aside in the nation. It was a willful decision. It was not something they just wandered into accidentally or unknowingly. It was willful. It was a choice that they made. In the New Testament, Jesus told the parable of the lost sheep and the prodigal son of the lost sheep. Jesus said, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. The nation was not a lost sheep that wandered away and got lost and needed to be found. The nation was more like the prodigal son who left the father. Willingly, who said essentially to his father, I don't want to live under your roof. I don't want to live by your rules. The prodigal son rebelled against his father's authority. And by the way, the father does not go after the prodigal son, the shepherd goes after a lost sheep, but the father does not go after the prodigal son. He lets him go, he waits for him to come back, he welcomes him back into the home. And celebrates his return, but he doesn't go and look for him because he's rebellious. He allows him to go. Israel was a prodigal nation that needed to return to their father and put God and his word at the center of the nation again as, as God intended it to be. And again, I can't help but think of our own nation. You know, the prophet Daniel Daniel offered a, a wonderful prayer on behalf of his nation that I think is a good, a good model for us to follow. If you want to turn with me over to Daniel chapter 9. And we'll read it together. And I think this is a good model prayer for us today, to pray for our own nation, just as Daniel prayed for his nation. And here it says that... Uh, in verse three, Daniel speaking, Daniel chapter nine, verse three. And then I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and and ashes. He's he's repenting. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, CalvaryEC.com. That's CalvaryEC.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. And I prayed to the Lord my God and I made confession. He's confessing sin. And said, O Lord, great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him. And with those who keep his commandments, look what he says in verse five, we have sinned. And committed iniquity, we have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Notice Daniel includes himself in this prayer, even though Daniel has been faithful to God, he includes himself in this confession on behalf of his nation. You know, it's, he's not saying they have sinned. <laughs> they, they have committed iniquity. You see what they're doing. He says, we've sinned. We've committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. We've departed from your word, he says. Neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, and our princes. You know the prophets who spoke to the leaders of the nation. And the leaders of the nation didn't listen. To our fathers and all the people of the land. Verse 7. Oh Lord righteousness belongs to you. But to us shame of face. As it is this day to the men of Judah. To the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And all of Israel. Those near and those far off. And all the countries to which you have driven them because of the unfaithfulness which they have committed against you. O Lord, to us belongs shame of face to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us, By his servants, the prophets. Yes, all Israel has transgressed your law. And has departed so as not to obey your voice. Therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we've sinned against him. And he has confirmed his words, which he spoke against us and against our judges who judged us by bringing upon us a great disaster. For under the whole heaven such has never been done as what has been done to Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us, yet we have not made our prayer before the Lord our God that we might turn from our iniquities and understand your truth. you see what he's saying there? All of this disaster, all of this calamity has come upon us. He he recognizes that the, the calamity that has come upon his nation is the result of their rebellion to God. And he says here, all of this disaster has come upon us, yet we have not made our prayer before the Lord our God. Even all this disaster hasn't, co- hasn't caused us to turn back to the Lord. Isn't that amazing? I mean, does it strike you how uh, how with everything going on in our country, that, that you, you don't see any like national call to prayer you don't you don't see people gathering to pray to seek the lord national anything repentance anything like that verse 14 therefore the lord has kept the disaster in mind and brought it upon us for the lord our god is righteous in all the works which he does though we have not obeyed his voice and now o lord god who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and made yourself a name as it is this day. We have sinned. We have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all your righteousness, I pray, let your anger and your fury be turned away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people are a reproach. To all those around us, he knows it's because of their sin and because of their iniquity. Verse 17 Now, therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of your servant and his supplications, and for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine on your sanctuary, which is desolate. There's nobody at the temple, it's destroyed. Verse 18. O oh, my God, incline your ear and hear, open your eyes and see our desolations and the city which is called by your name, for we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies. O oh, Lord, hear. O oh, Lord, forgive. O oh, Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your city and your people are called by your name. And this is, is, like I said, this is a good model prayer, I think, for us to use as kind of a template in praying for our own nation, praying for the mercy of God upon our nation. Now go back with me to Ezekiel chapter 12, and again in verse 2, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house, which has eyes to see but does not see, and ears to hear but does not hear, for they are a rebellious house. And the idea here is they refuse to see. They refuse to listen. They, they know what God commanded them to do. And they know right from wrong. They just refuse to listen to God's word. Therefore, son of man... So here now he's going to describe to him this this acting out, this, uh, you know, this little charade he's supposed to do in front of the people to communicate a message. Therefore, son of man, prepare your belongings for captivity and go into captivity by day in their sight. You shall go from your place, from your house into captivity to another place in their sight it may be that they will consider, though they are a rebellious house. You see kind of the extension of mercy there. By day you shall bring out your belongings in their sight as though going into captivity. And at evening you shall go in their sight like those who go into captivity. So this this is the, the symbolic act that Ezekiel was supposed to do. He, he was to prepare his belongings, to go into captivity. Now, of course, he's already in captivity. He's just acting this out. He's just demonstrating this symbolically. And so he's, he's to pack, you know, like a large knapsack. Uh, there's actually from Assyria, this is a different, different empire, but the Assyrians, when they carried the northern kingdom of Israel away as captives, as slaves, they actually have carvings, relief carvings, of the Assyrians carrying people into captivity and the people have these huge knapsacks on their back. You know, carrying whatever they can as they go off into captivity. You, you've seen that on the news where you, you see you know, a civil war or something like that happening in a nation. There's all these refugees fleeing and they've just got like a bag on their back or they've got a bag on their head that they're carrying and that's all they've got. And they're fleeing on foot. And that's the picture here. You're going you're gonna to pack a bag and act like you're leaving to go into captivity. Uh, and he was supposed to do part of this symbolic act during the day and part of it in the evening. He was to do this in front of the people. And God says, hey, hey perhaps they'll consider what you're doing. Perhaps they'll consider your message. Uh, perhaps this will get their attention, even though rebe- they're rebellious. Uh, And they'll consider what the meaning of this is. And what this symbolic act depicts, it depicts the final destruction of Jerusalem and the carrying away of the people in Jerusalem and Judah into captivity as slaves and Babylon. Again, the false prophets are saying, God's never going to let that happen. And everybody's listening to the false prophets who are saying, everything's going to be okay, everything's going to be back to normal soon. And so now he does this symbolic act here. Verse 5 says, dig through the wall in their sight and carry your belongings out through it. And so, you know, I, I don't know what wall this is. Maybe it's a, you know, a wall in front of his house or something. And he's supposed to go out and he's going to dig through the wall and in front of the people. And again, it's, it's symbolizing Jerusalem. The people in Jerusalem. Now, during the siege of Jerusalem by the Babylonians, it's destroyed in 586 B.C. Uh, it is unlikely. It's unlikely that the people actually attempted to dig through the walls of the city of Jerusalem to escape because those walls are made of stone. They were really big. Some of the remnants of the walls are still there. They're, uh, they're, they would be too thick to dig through. The, the purpose of Ezekiel digging through the wall you know, just maybe some wall in front of his house or his yard or something like that. The purpose of this is to show the desperation of the people in Jerusalem.
2: He asked me how I know and I say truer than the finest crystal.
0: You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Ezekiel. The Israelites had a difficult time trusting God, especially when things didn't go their way. But despite their wavering faith, God's faithfulness never wavered. He even sent someone like Ezekiel to speak not only truth, but hope. God had something much greater for the Israelites, and He has something much greater for you, too. If today's message with Pastor Dan on Ring of Truth has touched you and you'd like to know more about how God can change your life, we'd love to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. And we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study. And we'd love to have you join us. You can visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions, service times, and what you can expect when you join us we want to say thank you for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the Bible when you tune in next time, right here on Ring of Truth.
2: I see the signs and I recognize